Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. This is your first time with us in our Lights, Camera, Action series. What you're in for this morning and for the next three weeks are uh, a, a series of movies that teach principles. You know, as I think about the, the, the uh, Bible, I think about Jesus, I think about the fact that Jesus oftentimes would use parables to illustrate biblical truths. So what we're doing for the next six weeks over the summer is talking about and thinking about how we can apply principles from movies, from Hollywood into our life, drawing the biblical out of the secular. Cinematographers are so gifted in the art of capturing the human condition and their stories can teach us lessons of faith, hope, love, and even labels, which is what we're going to be talking about this morning, labels. This morning I I have with me somewhere, I don't know what I did with it, Uh, here it is, I have have some really, really uh, wonderful Smarties candy, you guys have seen Smarties before, right? And it even has a label on it, it's the fun size. But really, is this that fun? I mean, literally, it's like you eat it in less than a second, and there's not a whole lot to it. But they labeled this fun size when, realistically, I think this is a little bit lame. Uh, What I would consider the fun size would be this package of Smarties, right? This is the fun size. This is the the size that that I think would be fun to kind of sit down and eat um, or have my nine-year-old eat and then go, you know, leave my wife with her for the the next, you know, three days. But labels are, are part of our life. Unfortunately, they're part of our society. Have you noticed that? I mean, everything in life has a label. And there are some labels that we have no control over, like our height or, or hair or lack thereof. You know, I mean, that's part of who I am. Our athletic prowess, I can't help it, you know, about who I am and how uh, amazing I am physically. Our ethnicity. Some of us carry these hurtful labels that were angrily, though, thrust upon us by those who should have otherwise been inspiring us. And if that isn't bad enough, many of us have been put limiting labels on ourselves. Many of us have even labeled our own lives. We've attached words to our own identity, like unmotivated, clumsy, scared, unintelligent, overweight, broken, unqualified. I'm damaged goods. We put these our labels on our own lives, and somewhere along the way, we decided that it would be easier to attach a label to us than to make the necessary changes in our lives, than to really realize that there is something different that God has for us. I need to remind you this morning, before we even get into the message, you're not defined by the negative labels that have been placed on your life. Even as we sang this morning in the song before, you are not defined by the negative labels either someone else has put on you or that you have put on you. You are defined by a loving Father, a loving God that cares about you. This is what it says in Psalms 139. He says, Oh yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God, that you are breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously Made. I thank you, God, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I want you to understand that when it came to creating you, God did not make a mistake. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, the prophet Samuel was getting ready to anoint the next king of Israel. And he looked at all of Jesse's sons, and while several of them were handsome, qualified, and strong, they weren't God's choice for king. This is what it says in 1 Samuel chapter 16. It says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him, speaking of the other brothers. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Amen? People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord, he looks at our hearts. No matter what labels have been put on you, I want to encourage you, Because God looks beyond the surface, and he sees your heart. As Augie attended, though, his first day of school, his his worst fears were realized. Let's watch this clip. (laughs) 
Hey, Darth Hideous. Did you hear? Padawan's raids were lame 15 years ago. Supposedly with a D. Dude, more like they were always lame. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Later, Barf Hideous. Hey. Hey, Mom. Augie, you're supposed to knock. I'm serious this time. Wait, did someone make fun of it? Hi. How was your first day of school? your day? Good. Good how? Good like it was good? Or good like it was bad and you just don't want to tell us? It was good, okay? I just don't know what you want me to say. It was good. Okay, okay, hey. If you're mad at mom about going to school, it was my idea too. Why can't I just say good like anybody else? Ask about my day. That is not the way we leave the table. Hey, come on. Talk to me. Sit down. Take that off, please. Ugly, Augie. You just have to say that because you're my mom. Oh, because I'm your mom, it doesn't count? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm your mom, it counts the most, because I know you the most. You are not ugly, and anyone who cares to know you will see that. They won't even talk to me. It matters that I look different. I try to pretend that it doesn't, but it does. I know. Is it always gonna matter? I don't know. Oh, honey, listen. Look at me. We all have marks on our face. I have this wrinkle here from your first surgery, and I have these wrinkles here from your last surgery. This is the map that shows us where we're going. And this is the map that shows us where you've been. And it's never, ever ugly. What about your gray hair? <laughs> That's compliments of your dad, I think. Makes you, uh, we had to add that last part to kind of lighten it up for just a second because otherwise I get so emotional so quickly. It makes me want to like, you know, punch a kid, right? Punch a nine-year-old, a ten-year-old, some, some enemy of, um, of Augie. But I think that the decision that Augie and his mother had is a great example of what our, our the discussion that, that he and his mom had are an example of what our conversations with God must sound like on our bad days. God is encouraging you. As you go through your roughest season in life, and yet somehow you have to say something like, God, that's easy for you to say. You're God. You have to say that. Kind of like Augie with his mom. Sometimes I think we act like his opinion doesn't count. 
Because why? Because he's God. But I want you to know his opinion matters more about us because he's the one that created us. Jeremiah 1 verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. In other words, God is saying, I made you on purpose, for a purpose. And when I created you, I never make mistakes. School started rough, and Augie became friends with this young man. His name was Jack Will, and he began, began to feel somewhat accepted. It's amazing how our spirit and hopes can be raised by someone who is simply willing to be a friend. And while friendships are an essential part of a healthy life, anyone who has lived for any length of time knows that they also open doors for potential wounds in our life. Augie walked into class on his favorite day of the year, only to hear one of his friends say something that was completely devastating to him. Let's watch this clip. I don't care what Jack Will says about Christmas. For me, Halloween is the best holiday in the world. It's so awesome. When I'm wearing a costume, I usually walk with my head down to avoid being seen. But on Halloween, I walk with my head up high. He did the match. It got on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. I don't even know who that was. He didn't even know who I was. It's so cool, especially because people don't like to touch me. Because they think I'm contagious. Oh yeah, Chewie, up high. Boom goes the dynamite. They did the match. They did the monster match. <laughs> Like him. <laughs> That's right? Yeah. yeah. He's always reminded me of like a shrunken head, you know? Oh, or an orc. Yeah. <laughs> if I looked like him, I'd swear. I'd put a hood over my face. <laughs> yeah. If I look like him, I think I'd kill myself. Why do you hang out with him so much, Jack? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Touchman asked me to be his welcome buddy, and now he just follows me around everywhere. Well, welcome that was buddy. stink. That was stink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, just Come on, get ready. It's almost time for the Halloween parade. You're supposed to knock. Go away! Mom says you won't say what happened. Did someone say something? Someone always says something! Well, tell me what happened. It's none of your business! You took my day with Mom, so it is my business. I heard Jack Wolf talking about me behind my back. He said he'd kill himself if he looked like me. Jack Will? Isn't he the nice one? There are no nice ones! I wish I'd never gone to school in the first place. But you were liking school. I know you were. I hate it, okay? I hate it! Augie, I'm sorry, but you're not the only one who has bad days. Bad days? Do people avoid touching you? When a person accidentally touches you, do they call it the plague? No. Jack Wool is all I had. Just don't compare your bad days at school to mine, okay? Okay. Hey, did you notice that Miranda doesn't come around anymore? What? You didn't. Shocker. Yeah. She went away to camp this summer, and now she doesn't like me anymore. Why? Because school sucks, and people change. So if you want to be a normal kid, Augie, then those are the rules. So let's go trick-or-treating, OK? Because right now, we're each other's best friends. Really? Yes. So, come on. I'll let you have all my Halloween candy.
Froggy loved Halloween because he could wear a costume and blend in. He could hide the real him. And I think a lot of us become proficient at wearing masks, painting on the smile, hiding who we really are and what we're going through. We're putting on our Facebook face in life. We've learned to cover up and instead present, instead of present the version that we really think everyone will like. Augie's sister did something in this clip that is a great example for us to follow. She wouldn't allow him to stay in his hurt and loneliness alone. Romans chapter 12 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. The most impactful thing that we can do to help others who are hurting and going through difficult seasons in life is to look into their eyes and to say, Man, I am here for you. Whatever you need, I'm with you and I am for you. There are times that you can relate, and when you can, you let them know you can relate. But then there are times when you can't. There are times when you can say, I understand what you're going through. I've been there. I've seen that. I've experienced that. And then there are times when you really just can't quite relate to what they've gone to, gone through. No matter whether you can relate to their situation or not, remind them, however, that there is hope, that there is a way out, that there is life on the other side, that God isn't going to leave you alone. He is not through with you yet. Man, that's why we do what we do at Renew Church. That's why we create uh, these, these uh, small groups to gather together on a weekly basis and, and meet with one another and encourage one another and pray for one another and study the Word of God together. That's the reason why we have the Renew crew that uh, gets together on a monthly basis and fellowships and has food together. And, and, and yes, we work together sometimes, but it's more about the, the way in which we impact one another and lift each other up when we're down. We do these things for that reason. And we want to help you to get into that same kind of community, to do life with people, especially when they're down and out. You see, there's power in the moments when you sit together and someone shares your struggle and you, you're able to put that out there and they say, you're not alone in this. I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm praying with you. I want to help you in whatever way that I can. And we have seen it time after time after time within our church. We've seen it when somebody's in need for an electric bill or for groceries or, or just some kind of like being there for someone that's crying or going through a difficult time. In our short six-month history, we've already seen so many things that I could testify to that God has shown up and been there in the same way that Augie's sister was for him. I have people in my life who walk alongside of me and help me through my struggles as I grow in relationship with them and with Jesus Christ. Eventually, some of Augie's classmates began to realize that even though he looked different, he was a pretty fun person to be with. But there was just a few students, including Julian, who still couldn't get past his different appearances. And he did everything he could to make Augie's life miserable. Let's watch this clip. Look at him. Right there. Hey, 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 why are we running in the hallway? Augie, you okay? Yeah, everything's fine. I'm late for class. Hey, 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 hey. Augie, you know if you need help, you can ask for it. You're not alone. I know. Amos, you know something about this? You understand? We take bullying very seriously at this school. There's zero tolerance. Excuse me, can you explain what's going on here? Wasn't Julian the one who got punched in the mouth? If there's any bullying going on, it isn't my son. You wrote that, Julian? Yes, sir. That one note was on the back of a class photo. Your son photoshopped Augie out of it. No. No, he didn't. I did. Of course, I didn't think that he would bring it to school.
But when our friends come over and they see that picture, I want them to ask about our son, not the Pullmans. Mrs. Hollins, when we pressed Augie, he showed us these other notes that your son left in his locker and on his desk. Okay, look, if no one else is going to have the courage to say it, then I guess I will. These kids are too young to be dealing with this sort of thing. Julian has had nightmares because of that kid. Sarah. Did you know that? We had to take him to a child psychologist to help him deal with his night terrors. It's just a two-day suspension. You'll stay home from the nature preserve trip. That's all. Two days for a couple of notes from a kid. After all the money that we have poured into the school. We have a lot of friends in the school board, Mr. Tushman. Oh. oh, I have more. So what would you have us do? Bend over backwards for every single person in the world? Nobody can get their feelings hurt, ever? <laughs> you are not doing these kids any favors. Mrs. Altman's, Hockey can't change the way he looks. So, maybe we can change the way we see. Yes, I will be sure to tell that to the real world. Thank you for this. We won't be back in the fall. Mom, I like the school. Oh, Mom, I have friends, Dad. Let's go to them. Come on. Mr. Tushman? I'm really sorry. I know you are, Julian. Makes you want to punch a parent, doesn't it? Matthew 12, 34 says, For the mouth speaks what your heart is full of. The words that come out of your mouth reveal the things that are in your heart. And we need to be careful with statements like, Oh, I was just joking. Because your words leave a strong impact. It's so important that we understand the truth of Proverbs 18, which says the tongue can bring death or life. And we need to ask that question, are the words that we're speaking every day on a daily basis, whether they be to our neighbor or co-worker, even our children or our spouse, boyfriend or girlfriend, are they speaking death or life? Are they building up or tearing down? I love Principal Tushman's response to Julian's parents. Augie can't change the way he looks, but maybe we can change the way we see. Those schools still presented some challenges. Augie adapted and finished out his fifth grade year. Let's watch this final clip. Looking sharp. Thanks, Dad. I'm talking about me. Hey, ah, you look good, too. I think it's safe to say the Pullman men are crushing it today. Come a long way, huh? Yeah. I am proud of you for sticking it out. You didn't think I would, did you? Of course I did. Okay, well, come on, you gotta, I mean, when you started, you were still wearing the astronaut helmet in public. I love that helmet. I wish I knew where it was. It's in my office. What? Dad, that was a gift. I know. Augie, Augie, please don't be mad. You gotta understand, you were wearing it all the time. I never got to see you anymore. I missed your face. I know you don't always like it, but I love it. It's my son's face. I wanna see it. You forgive me? No. Yes. Does mom know? No, God, no, she'd kill me. But I can maybe find it if you need it back. That's okay.
ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, graduates. Final award this morning is the Henry Ward Beecher Medal to honor students who have been notable or exemplary. Usually, it's a good works, a service award. But I came upon a passage that he wrote which made me realize that good works come in many forms. Greatness, he wrote, lies not in being strong, but in the right using of strength. He or she is the greatest whose strength carries up the most hearts by the attraction of his own. Without further ado, this year, I am very proud to award the Henry Ward Beecher Medal to the student whose quiet strength has carried up the most hearts. So, will August Pullman please come up here to receive this award? Walking up towards that stage, I felt like I was floating. My heart was beating so fast. I didn't really understand why I was getting a medal. It's not like I blew up the Death Star. All I did was get through fifth grade, just like everyone else here. Congratulations. That's for you. Then again, maybe that's kind of the point. Maybe the truth is, I'm really not so ordinary. Maybe if we knew what other people were thinking, we'd know that no one's ordinary. And we all deserve a standing ovation, at least once in our lives. My friends do. My teachers do. My sister does for always being there for me. My dad does for always making us laugh. And my mom does the most for never giving up on anything, especially me. It's like that last preset Mr. Brown gave us. Be kind, for everyone is fighting hard battle. And if you really want to see what people are, all you have to do is look. good, right? You could clap now. Let's clap for that. <laughs> you know, in the Old Testament, and I don't have time to read the entire thing. It's already 1140 and we're going to receive communion in just a moment. But in the Old Testament, there's a story of these two wives. One is Penina. The other is Han Hannah. We'll call her Penny and Hannah. And you can read it in 1 Samuel chapter 1. But Penny was able to have children. Hannah was barren. And it says that because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her to irritate her. How terrible that is. And how the world hasn't changed much, has it? Mean-spirited people still work hard at hurting others with their words. And there are three things that you can, as you read through that text and you look into it a little bit deeper, you can learn from Hannah and from her response, the label that was put on her. Uh, when, when it comes to overcoming the ugly things in your life and the challenges that you face, the first thing you've got to do, which Hannah did, is to pray about it. Talk to God about what is going on in your life. 
The more Penny spoke hurtful words, the more Hannah opened her heart up to God in prayer. I want you to understand that God hears your prayers. His heart is moved by the hurtful situation in your life. He says in Psalms 56, it says, You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. How many of you know God cares about the needs of your life, the struggles that you're facing, every tear he has collected of yours? Psalms 147 verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. So Hannah prayed about it. She went to God with her hurt and her sadness. The second thing that she did is she clung to God. We need to cling to God in the midst of whatever we're facing, whatever we're dealing with in life, you've got to be able to cling to God. The more Penny pushed her, the more she held on to God. Psalm 63 says, I cling to you. Your right hand holds me securely. When the storm is raging around you, it's not the time to give up. Instead, it's the time to grab on. It's time to grab on to God, especially in those moments. Hannah prayed. She clung to God. And the third thing we need to do, regardless of how people mistreat you, regardless of how bad it gets, you've got to learn to, in spite of the circumstances, to love others. When Penny chose to speak hateful things, Hannah chose not to retaliate. When those in our lives choose to live and act in hurtful ways towards us, we have also to make a choice. We can choose to respond in the same way. Or we can choose a loving response. We can choose forgiveness. Even when they don't ask for it, we can choose to forgive. So if you're facing hurtful things today, I encourage you to pray, to cling to God, and to love others. Be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you know nothing about. Maybe you don't see it. Maybe you didn't feel it. But there was something going on in Julian's life and his parents' life and the fact that he couldn't measure up to what his parents' standards were. And so the way that he made himself feel better was by beating Augie down. But we've got to learn to be kind even in those circumstances because we don't know the battle that the Julians in our life are fighting and they're facing. You know, it's so easy for us to dismiss this music movie as cute and touching, maybe a little bit unrealistic to our life. You might even say, Trevor, you don't know what's going on in my life. You don't know the things that I have to go through. You can't imagine the hurtful words and experiences that I've endured. And you're right, I haven't experienced everything that you've experienced. Maybe you're physically abused, sexually or emotionally abused by someone that should have loved you, someone that should have protected you, somebody that should have been there for you. And because of that, because of what was done to you, you now walk around carrying ugly labels of self-worth. I want to tell you there's a God here that wants to set you free from the things that hold you down. And maybe you're here carrying the labels based on some decisions you made in your past. Maybe you've put the labels on yourself, but you're not the sum of your past mistakes. Let me say that again. You are not the sum of your past mistakes. That's not who you are. 2 Corinthians 5.17, the verse that our church is founded upon and based on is, if anyone therefore is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. When you say to Jesus, he'll take care. When you, when you say yes to Jesus, He wants to take care of all the things that you're dealing with, all the junk that you've got, and he wants to give you a fresh start. You see, when I look at this room this morning, I see greatness. I see strong men and women and teenagers. I see hope dealers. I see people that can love the unlovable. I see world changers in every sphere of influence, in areas where I could never influence, and God has not given up on you. God has not forgotten about you your dreams have not passed you by God's love never fails it is ever reaching and God wants to reach out and help you give you hope and a future this morning as we prepare to conclude our service we're going to receive communion as we do every first Sunday of the month And if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, if you don't even know what communion is, it's a time when we take which was commanded to us before Jesus went to the cross, before he died for us. He ate that last supper with his disciples. And as he ate that bread and he drank of that cup, he said, no longer will you just remember God's delivery from the Egyptians, the the, the Israelites out of 
uh, Pharaoh's hands, out of bondage, out of slavery. No longer will you just remember that. You will remember my delivery of you out of your bondage to sin. Because of my blood shed for you, because of my body broken for you, you can experience the freedom from everything that's holding you back. And Jesus said, hey, every time you come together, whenever you eat of this bread and you drink of this cup, do it in remembrance of me and be thankful. So in just a minute, we're going to eat some unleavened bread and some grape juice that symbolizes Christ's body and his blood shed for you. And I encourage you in these moments, these sacred moments of just meditation and thinking, God, what you've done for me, I want to encourage you to pray, to cling to God, and to figure out ways to love even the unlovable in your life. The altar will be open. This, this front area will be open. It's not an altar, actually, but it's an area where you can come and pray, and our prayer ministry team will be here serving, and at the end, you can stay up, and somebody would be honored to pray with you. But you're invited, as we sing this final song, as the band sings this final song, to come and to receive the elements as we do that. I'm going to pray a prayer, giving you that opportunity to, to be a part of the body of Christ, to be welcomed into the family, and it's a prayer of faith, uh, sometimes we call it the prayer of salvation. It's really just believing God for what he says he, he wants to do in your heart and in your life. He wants to forgive you. He wants to make you brand new. And when you do that, when you've received it, if you've already done it, then you don't need to do it again. But if you haven't done it, this is your opportunity to do it so that you can then receive these elements with us. Would you stand with me? I'm going to pray this prayer. And if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, this would be that opportunity for you even now to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So, Heavenly Father, we come before you right now. We come to you with everything that we carry. God, we come to you with our hearts. We come to you with our baggage. God, we come to you with the labels that we put on ourselves and that our family, our friends, the world has put on us. God, and right now we declare that we are children of God. We are sons and daughters of the Most High King. God, for that person this morning that's walked in for the first time today, maybe they've never made a decision, or maybe today they're making a recommitment to you and rededicating their life to you. Oh, God, we just come to you and we just say, Lord Jesus, help me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I know that I'm a sinner, that I've made mistakes. God, come into my life and make me brand new. Jesus, because you died for me, I choose to live for you. I need your forgiveness. I need to experience your grace. God, I need to experience this free gift of abundant and eternal life that starts not after I die, but even today. I receive it in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, if this was for you this morning and you asked Jesus to, to be your Lord and Savior, or maybe it was a prayer of recommitment to Jesus, would you just lift your hand so I can, with no one looking around, so that I can just know and, and acknowledge you? If that was you today, would you just lift your hand right where you're at? Nobody's looking around. Your hands, head's bowed. God, we thank you. We thank you for the things that you're doing in hearts and lives. If you made that decision, you can check the box on the bottom of your connection card and you can put it in the, uh, the box on the way out this morning. We're going to sing the song together. I'm going to invite all of you that are a part of the body of Christ that feel comfortable to receive the elements just to make your way towards the front. Uh, to, to uh, just come down these two center aisles to take the bread, to take the juice and to kind of circle back around to your chairs just uh, kind of making a, a large circle around to, to your chairs and then at the end of the song I'll give you instruction and we'll receive those elements together can we do that even now? let's, uh, let's sing worship team if you guys will sing and uh, ministry team is going to be here serving you the elements as you come forward let's do it now
just feel the presence of God like his arms wrapping around you like in spite of what you're going through in spite of what you've been called in spite of what you called yourself man I just need you to hear how much he loves you that night when he ate with his disciples it says there he washed his disciples feet in the verse there in one of the gospels it says he loved them to the last like he literally like came down to his knees and became and took on the role of the servant just to say i love you this much he loves you so much man he cares about every detail of your life no matter what you've gone through no matter what you face no matter what tomorrow holds or what yesterday did to you, God just received today that He is here 
and he cares and he wants to help you with whatever it is that you're dealing with to receive the fact that I am no longer a slave to fear but I'm a child of God the most high God that cares about everything that I'm going through today he wants to help you he wants to be with you he wants to guide you and direct you in your life he took of the, the bread and the cup together he said whenever you eat of this bread do this in remembrance of me and let's do this together let's eat of this bread and he said the cup symbolizes the new covenant my blood shared spread poured out for you to preserve you blameless unto everlasting life let's drink this in remembrance of him and be thankful We so thank you. We so thank you for the great things that you're doing in our hearts and in our lives. We thank you for taking away our shame and our guilt. And because of your grace poured out on us, God, we can we can walk with our heads held high. God, we can high-five the people in the in the hallways. God, we can celebrate that regardless of what the past is, God, you hold our future in your hands. And we just say, God, be with us and guide us. We cling to you this morning with every ounce of strength that we have. And we say thank you that you don't let go of us. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray and all of God's people said, amen, amen. Stand stand for the, the final word. I think uh, Mikey's going to come on up. Come on up, Mikey. And uh, we're about to dismiss this morning. I just want to encourage you this morning. Make sure that uh, as you go from this place, don't go the same way that you came. Go receiving the label that, declare, that God declares of who you are as a child of God. Take also some of those invite cards. Take some information about uh, the Lights, Camera, Action series and invite somebody to be back next week. Next week, we're doing the Avengers. It's going to be fun. It's going to be uplifting. It's going to be powerful. We're going to be talking about some things that you need to hear. And I want you to be here next week for Lights, Camera, Action, Avengers Edition. Invite somebody to be with you. Uh, Mikey, oh, and, and join me in the back for Growth Track. We'll have lunch. Even if you didn't plan on it, even if you didn't sign up or pre-register, come just for about a 45-minute session. Join me in the, in the classroom back towards the back in the courtyard. All right. Give it up for Pastor Trevor for delivering such a powerful message this morning. I feel like we all needed that. Like In one way or another, we all can relate to that message. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've been through, or your circumstances. So thank you, Pastor Trevor, for your obedience to the Lord and delivering that powerful message. This is the part of our service where worship God through the giving of tithes and offerings so let's pray for that together God thank you for what you're doing God thank you Father for for your love God I pray that everyone walk out of here different Lord I pray that the tithes that are received today Father bless this community Lord bless the people in this church God and continue to just share your love, Father, to as many people as possible, God. Protect these people, Lord, and, and bring us back next week, Father, so we can fellowship and be in your presence once again, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week.
Oh, dear.